0: Welcome to Fitchicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Fitchicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now, let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fitrix Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn and on today's podcast I have a very special guest joining us. I have Tony. Uh, I'm going to butcher it because you just said it. <laughs> it's Marinucci. It's okay. It, I, was say all it. the time. Yeah, I was about to say on it all the time.
1: On my podcast I have everyone introduce themselves. I never <laughs> even attempt their name. I always use first names and then I have them introduce themselves and let them choose if they want
0: to use last name. <laughs> so okay, <go> okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> cool. <laughs> so guys, I I'm super excited to have Tony on because Tony is here to share more about what, you know, we talk about all the time as well in Fitchick's chat, which is about like ditching the diet culture, getting rid of it altogether. This is what you stand for. Um, Your business Tips for Tony, uh, sorry, Tips with Tony is basically all about that. It's all about just like getting rid of this diet mentality, getting rid of like, and getting on a page of health, right? And getting on this new transformation of like focusing on health as opposed to just like fast, quick fixes, fad diets, all that kind of stuff. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. spot on. Spot awesome. On. <laughs> so, I would love to be able to start off by sharing just like your story, if you don't mind, and kind of telling us how you got into the idea of ditching diets, because so many people are so fixated on diets.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it started in my childhood, growing up overweight, really insecure, um, in a family, very loving family. Uh, we were Greek and Italian, so food was just everywhere, all of the time, really, really, really good food. Yeah. But I was, it was pointed out to me at an early age that. I was overweight, and apparently that's a problem. Not that it actually is, and we know that now that your weight does not determine your health and your worth or anything, but unfortunately, I was given different messages very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never forget, It was I was nine years old when I was like, all right, I'm going to try to lose weight. Like, this is it. So I used to love to dance. Yeah, I loved dancing. It was like my favorite thing. And I actually loved being active. And so for so long, I was doing it because I loved sports and I loved to dance. And I remember that shift at nine where it wasn't about the love for it anymore. Right. It was about to lose weight and burn I didn't think I knew what a calorie was at that point. I just knew I wanted to get rid of this food because I was criticized for overeating or, you know, looking a certain way. Um, so That's the kind of messaging that stuck with me and unfortunately traveled with me all the way into my teens. And as you can imagine, it only kind of gets worse, unfortunately, as you get older, when you're more, you're just exposed to more magazine images, more social media content. Back then, you know, social media wasn't really a thing. As I got older, it started to become one. Um, And it just was just really hard. So for a really long time, I would say until about the age like 14 so from like 9 to like 14 I was so occupied about my body I mm. wrote poems about it I hated my body I blamed everything on my body everything was an issue if the guy didn't like me back it was because of my body right and if I didn't if I didn't get on varsity as a as a freshman when I was I thought I was pretty good at sports it was because I was overweight that was the problem I constantly blame my weight on everything and I tried to restrict my intake and ex- ex- exercise excessively as a method to weight loss, and it just wasn't working. And it also right. didn't make me feel good. I was miserable. I couldn't focus. I had no energy. And all that to say, I realized at some point, I'm like, listen, I, you know, if this is the way, I don't want it to be the way. I'm miserable. I'm unhappy. You know, this can't be it. And I'm like, there has to be something more to this. Like, we need to eat to get through the day. Like, I am active. This is, you know, important to me, but I want to feel good. And so, mm-hmm. Rather than trying to take food away and exercising a lot, I kind of just started to focus on like making healthy swaps and focusing on how food made me look rather rather than based off of how food would make... I mean, I started to focus on how food would make me feel rather than on how it would make me look, right? And I started to really just pay attention to my body and mm-hmm. my energy and my mood, and I just would make shifts and adjustments and changes around there. Um, and that's when I decided to go to school to become a registered dietitian because I wanted to learn more about it. Um, and then fast forward, it's like a long time after that. <laughs> I'm, in, uh, I'm about to hit seven years as a registered dietitian. Um, the next month.
0: amazing congratulations! So
1: I've been in the field for a long time, and even before I was an RD and I was in school to become a dietitian, I was in college. I started my blog tips with Tony, which started mm-hmm. as a blog. And it's really cool that now it's a business. Like that wasn't the intention. The intention was the intention behind it was just to provide like be a free resource, provide some valuable information. Um, Cause I kept, kinda- getting frustrated when I saw like my classmates and my family members doing all the quick fixes and the detoxes and the fancy teas and supplements and all the BS, but never once looking at like their actual eating habits. Yeah, (laughs) which is usually the case. Yeah, (laughs) and I was so frustrated, but then I was like, okay, rather than like, I can't just like put this plate, this stuff down, like it's always going to be there. Like Mm -hmm. as much as I would love for it to not be, like diet culture is always going to be there. Yeah. So I rather just be that reliable resource so I provided that's where I started my blog tips with Tony as that resource and now it's transformed over the years to a full-blown like coaching online coaching business where I help women kind of break up and men but mostly women um, break up with diet culture and really just figure out what foods fit best for them and what their goals are based off of what they truly truly want and need and rather than like what society tells them that they're supposed to want and need right just getting really clear on that and that's how I've kind of where it started and where it's transformed to.
0: I love that. I love that so much, and I think a lot of people listening can probably relate a lot to your story. Like, I know I even can relate to that because growing up, I had body image issues based on one specific moment in my life where I remember my dad was like, you know, playing around like as a kid, like when your dad will like pretend to bench press you. (laughs) I don't know, that's what my dad did. (laughs) Yeah, he was weird, but like he was doing it with like my brother and sister, like laying down, like just like playing with them, and And then I was like, it's my turn. He's like, no, you're too heavy, and I was like, (gasps) oh. And it was like this moment and then from that it like spiraled and then I would like join a dance class, but then I would quit because people would make fun of me. Like it was like always like kind of this bullying sort of thing. And then it inspired to so much more as I grew up and then I became so fixated on it and all these fad diets, et cetera, et cetera, but then educated myself and I was able to break out of that. But not a lot of people are able to break out of that. Why do you think that is the case? And why do you think so many people are so fixated right now on diet culture?
1: Um. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. So what you just described is, you know, being criticized as a young age, the way that we grow up affects us for years after. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't deny that. So it could be something that someone said to you, could have been a family member, could have been a child at school, Mm -hmm. or it could have been a message that you saw. I mean, from the ages that we can actually see and hear, this is like, think about every Disney movie. The the theme is, I need to change everything about myself before this man's going to fall in love with me. Like, as if our appearance, are determine our worth and it's not always related to weight but that's the easiest thing to pinpoint when you also have kind of just like also models wearing certain clothes and making it perceive that this this is health which is not the truth but um, I think it's just honestly just what we're exposed to um, and unfortunately just like the culture that we live in and so you mm-hmm. can't it's everywhere you really can't escape it it's from it's in your family it's with your friends and it's with the movies and the shows that you watch and it's on the radio it's it's
0: everywhere and I mean especially like right now in today's society with social media right like being so much more like that's one thing I fear for like even when I think about like my daughter like she's gonna be four like she's so young she's not on social media obviously or anything but I worry about what, like, already looking at what's happening, I'm like, is this either, it's either going to eventually get canceled, like, this diet culture mentality will, like, eventually just, like, hopefully, my, my hope is that it will eventually kind of, like, dissipate because people are going to get, like, people I feel like are already starting to get to a point where they're just, like, enough is enough with that, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that happens, but then also looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, I feel like it's just like always like snowballing and getting bigger and louder in like some of the messaging and it's getting more dangerous in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I definitely, and I think it all comes down to, you know, who you surround yourself with and what you choose to expose yourself to. For so sure. I think because of, we know how damaging it can be. So that, that like hope that you have and the things that you're seeing are beautiful and I'm seeing them too, but it's cause we're kind of in it and we're also looking for it. So, But if you stay kind of stuck in the old patterns and way of thinking and you're not supported by people who think that way and understand that there's really no point to trying to follow something that's going to quote unquote, help you lose weight when you end up just gaining it back it's really hard to pull yourself away. So, which is why if you find, if someone who's listening to this and is following um, social media accounts that kind of just portray, you have to look a certain way or you have to eat a certain way or state that there's only one way to be healthy or that like, this is the way just yeah. unfollow them. You have to unfollow them. We are all unique. We are all individual. You deserve, you all. you're, not even that you deserve it, but like on a physiological level, (laughs) we need different things, you know, and then talking and then it's not even just like what we need physically, but also just, you know, um, what what foods you enjoy, your cultural roots, your schedule, your routine. Like there's just so many eating patterns and ways that are told that like this is the way. And it's just like, what if my schedule, my lifestyle doesn't allow for that? Or what if I don't like that? Or what if I feel triggered by that because of maybe a way that, another diet that I've tried that made me feel like really scared to restrict my intake because it just led to a food fest afterwards. Like there's many things that need to be taken into consideration. So there's never just one way to do things. So if anyone that you're following is saying that you just need to unfollow them and then follow accounts that you trust that really do talk about Um, that there's health at every size and that there's different ways to be healthy and at the end of the day it's not to look a certain way but more importantly it's really just to feel a certain way and to be a certain way and it's not based off of what society says but it's based off of what you want and need and being able to like And that's, that I think is the hardest part. A lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what to eat because they're so overwhelmed with all this messaging. So we really have to like limit that exposure and spend more time with ourselves through things like journaling, going for walks, just some like, um, you know, introspective sort of things, working with a professional, just to take that time to really kind of get clear on what it is that you need, um, and want. And try to quiet the voices of influence that are surrounding us
0: agreed 100 percent. i mean i see it i'm sure you do too like being in the industry we've been in the industry now for 12 years and being in this industry seeing the women like that would come into our programs, into our fitness classes. So when we first started out, we were teaching fitness classes before we got into certifications. But in that state, I remember it was always like, the conversation I would ask them, the very first thing I would ask is like, hey, like, you know, what is your why? Like, Why are you here? And it was always like a negative. It was always like this place of like, well, I have to get a six pack or I have to get thin or I have to, and I was like, but why? Like, what is your reason behind that? And like really digging deep into that. And I think that those conversations were conversations that a lot of people don't even have with themselves. And they don't really understand the layers. And then when you get to the root of it, it's really not about the outside most of the time. It's really just about something bigger than yourself that you don't even recognize. And when you recognize it, then it becomes an easier process and an easier journey because you no longer have to like focus on like oh I'm trying to get six but like why (laughs) right like what's the reason like and then it becomes like a a non-issue because then they're like oh wait actually I don't need that I just need more energy to play with my kids and then if that happens that's cool but it's not my focus it's not my priority and when it gets to that place and that shift happens it's so cool and so magical yeah What would you say like, you know, because there's so many fad diets that are out there and (laughs) there are so many like quick fixes and everything else. Would you say any of those, you know, like everything from like obviously like Atkins, keto, intermittent fasting, like all the like popular words that are floating around in our industry right now. Mm -hmm. Would you say any of those you stand behind or would you say like, what is the alternative that people can think about as opposed to just falling into one of those molds?
1: Yeah, so I'm, so this is where it's a little tricky. So I'm not 100% anti diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't believe in diets in the sense of, I believe that everything you do has value if you choose to go about it in that way. Mm-hmm. The issue most people don't they go into a diet thinking this is going to help me lose the weight and or and i'm going to do this and then i can either stop doing it or i'm going to be able to do this rest of my life which we all couldn't call bs on that there's all these diets out there are so restrictive and they're so rigid and none of them are suited to your lifestyle that they're really difficult to sustain Um, and if you do sustain them, chances are you will get to a point where you are miserable (laughs) or you have deficiencies in your health because they lack certain nutrients, things like iron, vitamin D, those things that help with our energy. So your intention to do it for energy, then it it no longer works or you can't use the bathroom because you're not eating enough fiber. some of these diets are just like, just so restrictive or just low calories and all these, all these reasons. Um, However, if you can genuinely tell me that you're going to use it as an experiment and as a way to kind of see how your body feels and you're going to tweak it a little bit and modify it a little bit and pay attention, then I don't necessarily say we need to like disregard it. So very, I mean, the reason why I'm sharing this is because very often when someone comes to me and they tell me about a plan that they've followed or a program, they'll kind of talk to me about the things that worked well and the things that didn't. And then from there, that'll help shape, help us to create a more sustainable plan for them, Mm -hmm. where some people do really well with tracking in things like calories and carbs and protein and fat, um, and then other people it's it's just like not helpful at all, like but they me. only do it because <laughs> they think they think that that's the only way to do it and they don 't know any other way because they've never been taught another way right. um, and also too, I will say that ninety seven percent of people that try diets have an unhealthy relationship with food, so anything you do without first fixing your relationship with food and understanding that there's no good or bad foods that there's no um It does not make you a good or a bad person, whether you eat a certain way or not. Like until you can really understand that, then you really, anything you do is going to be a failure. It's not, And I don't even like to use the word failure because it's like, you didn't fail. The diet failed because it's just yeah, not it structured. <laughs> it failed you. It's just not mm-hmm. structured to be, you know, for you to follow long term. So for the most part, I find them to not be, you know, the most helpful. And I think that the sooner you start just taking a look at what you typically eat in a day and really start to, you know, be honest with yourself. And, you know, a couple things, I'll just share some common things that people usually come to me with. So Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned intermittent fasting. It's very trendy right now.
0: It is very trendy.
1: And listen, if you have a healthy relationship with food, you understand certain nutrients and how food affects you. And this is, you know, I'll just say it's a very advanced strategy that I think most people don't, it's not necessary. If you want think, to do it for, yeah. yeah, like if you want to do it for like spiritual reasons or something like that, that's different. But for the most part, it's really not necessary. And at the end of the day, if you're doing it for weight loss, what you need is a caloric deficit to do that. Um, but it's still not, there's not, and there's not like all these ton health benefits that have been claimed. There's not enough studies to support that. Um, but all that to say that like, because it's so trendy, a lot of people are skipping breakfast and Skipping breakfast then leads to overeating in the afternoon and having all these cravings and being bad at yourself for having cravings and not being able to modify and not being able to like control your nighttime snacking. And it's like Mm. as simple as like, can we just focus on food as fuel and incorporate, you know, a balanced breakfast and maybe a balanced lunch and a balanced dinner and pay attention in between to see if, you know, you're hungry and you need some snacks and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we can actually work on, you know, if nighttime snacking is now not a hunger thing, but more of an emotional thing, we can kind of talk about that. Um, but so that's where I think like very often it's taking a look at like, you know, why do I keep overeating? And it's like, well, maybe it's because you're not eating enough during the day. So we need to take a look at that. Or um, you're tired all the time and you think, you know, maybe it's because you're not sleeping, but you're like, no, I'm sleeping plenty. Maybe you're not drinking enough water. So maybe you need to focus on that, you know. Um, Maybe you realize that you need to add more vegetables to your plate. So you focus on adding more vegetables at your dinner. So it's not – and I think that's the thing that people don't understand is they want something so rigid, something to follow. They want to be told, not taught. But then when you actually – tell them aka they follow a diet they become frustrated because it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. so then they go off the other way so what i teach people is to find the middle which is pay attention to what you're currently eating drinking sleeping moving your mood your energy all that stuff Mm -hmm. and make small tweaks little by little by little the simplest thing is focus on adding breakfast in the morning then when you do that and make half of your plate vegetables at dinner you're not drinking enough water, get an app like the plant Handy app. It's super cute yeah. um, <laughs> to remind you to like drink more water. So mm-hmm. it's, it sounds so boring and it's like not exciting or sexy or fun or whatever but like it works.
0: <laughs> well yeah, and it's sustainable. Like, you know, you made up a you made a great point because you were saying, you know, like people they can't sustain something like a fad diet. Like, I know a lot of people that do a lot of different things. I remember I did like the low carb thing like way back in the day when it first came out. And I remember it wasn't even necessarily that I was hungry. I could still remember just feeling really sad all the time. I was like yeah. I was so sad and I was just like I didn't feel hungry in my stomach. My body felt like cuz I knew I I was missing nutrients I was like I felt starving in my body like and that's the only way I could describe it like literally like I would like look at my arms like they're so hungry <laughs> like my whole body was just like it was weird it was like a weird thing that I went through and I stopped doing it obviously and just kind of like learned to eat balance but that was before I was educated in that area but there's a lot of people that think like they're gonna do this thing it's like in fitness right they'll do a program for four weeks so like, okay I'm gonna like do this boot camp program for four weeks I'm gonna get like amazing results and then what happens is they get to the end of the four weeks. They've made it through. They feel super successful, but they haven't actually learned how to shift their habits or their mindset for success mm-hmm. for long term. So then they just go back to their old habits. And it's that 10 step forward, 10 steps backwards. It just keeps happening yeah. over and over again. Is it the same do you find with diet culture where it's just instead of doing the same program over, they're just doing, they're like basically like diet hopping. <laughs> oh, a 100%. <laughs>
1: oh, 100%. That's what I said. I recently gave a TED talk. And yeah. I basically talked about how my clients, they before they start working with me, they jump from diet to diet, hoping each one would be different. It would be the one, like the one yeah. they're gonna marry, right? <laughs> um but then they realized that really they were just jumping to different diets that appear different, but were, it was the same thing, just in a different book. So yeah. it's like they all had the underlying theme, which was restriction. It was just a form of restriction in another way. Um yeah.
0: Just helping help. out the
1: macronutrients. Yeah, that they're just yeah. It's like either <laughs> like low carb or low fat, low fat yeah. or <laughs> even low protein. Those who go, some people do vegetarian or vegan because they think it's a fat diet. It's trendy. It's gonna help. That's what I, mean. I went to college. I learned about vegetarianism. I became a vegetarian. For five yeah. years, it only took me five years to realize that vegetarianism doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> it worked at some point, but at some point I stopped listening. I was bloated all the time. I was hungry all the time. You know, yeah. and that's not to say that it can't be a very healthy, well-balanced diet for someone. It just mm-hmm. didn't work for me yeah and i it was hard for me to get out of it and so most people will do that and then but they'll either stay in it forever and be miserable or the second they feel any sort of discomfort they jump and instead of just jumping into recognizing that they actually don't have to follow anything they can just like listen to their body and assess how they feel they jump into another one
0: yeah you know completely it's yeah we call it diet hopping (laughs) or like But like program hopping because it's literally just like you're always looking externally for like this answer the solution this quick fix when really if you just look internally and you're like you listen to your body mm-hmm. you listen to messages it's you know and it does take a long time I mean Even um, for anyone listening, like when Laura and myself, so Laura's my business partner, Mm -hmm. he's 5'11", I'm 5'3", totally very different body types, right? Yeah. (laughs) Now, we both did the exact same fitness program at one point. We had a coach, he gave us literally like a carbon copy of the same program, the same diet, everything else. My body ended up bulking up and like getting like thicker feeling, she ended up getting super lean and hit the stage for like a bikini competition which is something that she was doing which she does on the podcast if anyone wants to listen to about her experience and then the aftermath of what that created and spiraled into yeah. and if, in a negative way for her um definitely she shares that in the podcast but it was just so interesting right because that was like the truth of like if we're both doing the same thing it doesn't it doesn't mean the same results. It doesn't mean the same thing. You have to like listen to your body and you have to pay attention to how it's reacting to things in order to understand what works for you. Intermittent fasting doesn't work for me. My schedule is different from other people. I can't, and it doesn't make me feel happy. <laughs> and that's yeah. actually like my biggest judgment on anything that I do is like, does this make me happy or does it make me sad? If it's making me feel sad every day, I'm like, screw it. I don't want anything to do with it. That's actually yeah. like my barometer of like how I, I check things
1: that. out. <laughs> well, yeah, because at the end of the day, are we, are we really doing this to like, to, or just be like, it's really, and that's not even healthy. Well, right. right. That's uh, a different yeah. like <laughs> It's really to be happy, right? We're not, we don't want to like, lose weight, get healthy, and be miserable, right? Exactly. Like, we want to be happy. And um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. One thing I tell my clients is, you know, because I do I do believe in experimentation and trying different things. So at first, mm-hmm. I won't have anybody track a calorie or a macro or anything like that. I think we need to get back to basics, get them in touch with like – getting back in touch with their hunger cues because they've ignored them for so many years, following all these different diets. And then from there, if we think it's like applicable, we could do that. But every time I always tell them, if at any point something seems like it's stressing you more than it's helping you, we have to talk about it and we're probably going to throw it out as a method of to, to implement. Love that. Um, You know, so, and then there's all, and that's what I don't think people don't recognize. Like there has to be flexibility in whatever plan you choose to create for yourself because there are going to be times in your life where tracking might be super helpful. And there's mm-hmm. going to be times in your life where it's going to be super stressful. Yeah. That doesn't mean you just throw everything you know about nutrition and what feels good to you and, you know, f- foods that fit well for you. You just don't throw that out. Mm -hmm. You work with that. Yeah. You know, you got to have some sort of base there to work with and understand that like there's many ways to be healthy and make yourself both healthy and happy.
0: So, I mean, I totally agree with that. Now, one of the things I truly believe in in this industry, like in the fitness and health industry in general, is that over the years, we have just overcomplicated everything. Mm. We have put out so many messages that are mixed messages and we've made things feel like so much harder. Everyone fundamentally knows that, They need to move their body, they need to drink water, and they need to eat real foods. Like, we all kind of know that, but for some reason, we've added in so many layers to make it really complex and complicated and confusing. Mm -hmm. What are like some of the things that you like? I'd love for you just to share like some of the maybe like the top three things that you share with your clients, whether it be like mindset related or whether it be just like a shift where when they're starting to work with you, that helps them just get back to the point of like understanding that they don't have to go and like do all. All the things. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So, okay, so the first thing, yeah, we definitely always want to address mindset because
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if we don't address that, nothing's ever going to stick or stay. And we're not going to truly understand it. So, the first thing is to recognize that every time they've tried a diet where they've lost a ton of weight, and I'll say like 20 pounds in a couple months, right? Let's right. say, and everyone's different in like how much weight they need to lose, but say they lose a lot of weight, but then they gain it back. So, basically, for the person that's lost and regained the same 20 to 30 pounds every single year for the last 10 years. Right. I'm talking to you, okay? (laughs) The second you throw out this belief that weight loss has to happen fast and quick and that you can accept the fact that not every week is going to be a weight loss week and some weeks the scale is going to go up and some weeks it's going to go down and some weeks it's going to stay the same then you're going to realize that although this fast weight loss that you perceive to be happening when you follow a a restrictive diet, you'll be able to see that actually small changes over time in the long run is actually the fastest way for you to lose the weight because you've never successfully lost the weight and kept it off. So therefore, you've never lost the weight. Right. Right. So when, so that's part one is understanding that slow progress is good progress. And if anything, it's actually not even that slow. It's actually a lot faster because in my program, when I work with someone, it's a minimum six month commitment. So in six months, they might, and I put this in quotations and it depends where they start Mm -hmm. only quote unquote, lose 10 pounds, Right, that 10 pounds is because we focus on their habits and their behaviors is never coming back.
0: Yeah, it's gone. No one has
1: ever been able to (laughs) say that. They usually, you can't say I've lost weight and kept it off. That's Mm -hmm. very rare that you ever hear that. So that's considered progress. And that's actually faster than if they were have done a fad diet where they lost 20 pounds in three months and then just gained it back and started back at zero. Right. So that's the first thing. I actually have a course um, that I have people go through, whether they're working with me one-on-one or if they want to just take it. And that's the first thing we address is the mindset. And I even show the graphs of people and my clients and their weight fluctuations and they go up and down. But actually there is a trend downward versus someone who goes up and, down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And at the end of the year, it's a flat line. They've gotten no progress and they've gone nowhere. Right. If anything, they've actually sometimes usually gained the weight right? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's number one. So mindset stuff. Um, and then number two, one thing I have a lot of my clients implement, um, it's super basic. So remember going back to basics, but Mm -hmm. it's super helpful is having at least one plate of day. Um, to look like what I call the plate method which is like I'm sure you've heard about it before it's pretty common but it sounds so simple but it's so helpful is as long as one of your plates has half of it as vegetables a quarter as a starch and a quarter is protein and then you cook with some healthy fats that's showing that you can fit all food groups fit you don't have to restrict your carbs you don't have to yeah. go like crazy high protein you don't have to you know it, eliminate all these things you can it can be any vegetable it can be any protein and it can be any starch. With that, we want it to be um, cooked in a lean way most often so if it's chicken fish turkey you know pork even beef as long as it's a lean cut and a healthy cooking method there's variety there the other quarter of the plate is a starch we want to choose a nutrient dense source most often so things like whole grains like quinoa or baked potato or sweet potato Mm -hmm. white or or yellow doesn't matter as long as the skin's there there's going to be some dietary fiber um things like even like white rice or brown rice brown rice is a little bit better but it's honestly not that much of a difference so it really just comes down to like as long as your you know your whole plate isn't all rice and you don't eat any vegetables it's as long it doesn't really yeah. matter <laughs> you know eat what you eat regular pasta if that brings you joy if you don't mind switching to like a plant-based pasta like um not like a plant-based like a bean-based pasta like a chickpea pasta mm-hmm. you know then yeah that's going to have more fiber so that's gonna be a little bit better of an option, but if you don't like that, that's fine. It's being able to identify that this this plate can look like many ways, like we were saying earlier, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to look one way. As long as half of it is like your non-starchy vegetables, which lots, have lots of color, a quarter's protein and a quarter starch, you can make that plate look like however you want. And then you maybe cook with things like olive oil, you throw some guac on there, uh, maybe some hummus, depending on what you're eating, right? And yeah. you're going to really balance it out. And you can have a piece of fruit on the side because I know fruit has been demonized by diet culture as well. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> eating fruit.
0: Um, I banana so. <laughs> every day, guys. I love bananas.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bananas are a good go-to for me as well. Um, in the summer, it's so much easier. I find, like, you know, berries and watermelon. All yeah. That are so delicious. Um, but, yeah, so winter comes, the apples are going to be in season soon in New York. I'm super excited for those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, so um, – That's one thing. So mindset, um, your nutrition, keep it balanced. And just Mm -hmm. using that one tip I think will be really helpful. Just helps you recognize that you don't have to fear any food. They all fit. It's just learning how to balance it properly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lastly, I would say, you know, you have to create a supportive environment. So making sure you're sleeping well, you know, you're going to bed around if you can. Like getting at least seven to eight hours a night, um, you know, hydrating with water, moving your body, like – setting yourself up, coming up with some kind of a plan, but being flexible in that plan. So that way you can be a little bit more intentional about your, your movement. Um, And it's okay if it's not a one hour, high intensity training session it shouldn't like, be a one hour yeah <laughs> anyway. exactly I mean amazing, you know, it's better, like, anything, anything is better than nothing um, yeah. walking is like my most favorite thing to do it's just it helps me with more just like my it's not even about the physical health either it's really just more my mental health I love mm-hmm. going for walks I love being out in nature especially you know in quarantine or are stuck inside all day it's just so so powerful to me so that's a big that's a big form of movement for me personally personally, Mm -hmm. because it helps me in many areas. So I think find your method of movement that helps with a lot more than just your physical health.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, you know, so many times people get fixated on whether it's the diet or whether it's movement where it's like, it has to be these things. It has to be this diet. It has to Mm -hmm. be this movement. It has to be an hour. It doesn't, it just, it just has to be what works for you that you know that you can like either build on and grow with, in my opinion, or that you can sustain. Yeah. It's one or the other, but it doesn't have to be like these extremes. I just saw a diet the other day that was like, um, it's called 75 hard. Have you seen that?
1: 75 hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's for 75 days. The The program is for 75 days. You work out twice a day for 45 minutes. One of them has to be outside. I I'm not going to quote it exactly. So don't like nobody jump on me for this. I'm just remember, I'm like remembering what it was to read into it. And, um, You have to drink, I think, a gallon of water every day. And your diet is like, there's no cheat meals, no cheat foods. Everything is just whole foods. And it's for 75 days. And it's like, and people are getting like super ripped on it, of course, because they're like so restrictive and so intense. But it's like... Then what happens okay. at the end, guys? <laughs> and that's the thing is like, I always think about like the end result might be good, but then like the long and like also the damage that you can create to your body from like doing that type of intensity with workouts, with your adrenal yeah. tube, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I just, <laughs> I was thinking about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is when you think about your tips, your tips are amazing. And it's like, it is, it's about finding something that's sustainable that makes sense for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. So Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Honestly, it was amazing chatting with you. I love it. How can our um, listeners find out more information about Tips with Tony and about you and your programs that you offer?
1: Yeah, so the probably the best place I would say is my website www.tipswithtony.com. And they'll have on the very first page, you can um, sign up to watch like a free emotional eating webinar. Um, that's what I specialize in helping people recover from emotional eating and binge eating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a course, a healthy living foundations course. You can go to the course tab, working with me one-on-ones under the coaching tab. And then, uh, if you want to see my Ted talk, it's on the speaking tab. So my yes. website is probably the best place. Even on there on the bottom is a direct link to my Instagram at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I. Um, then you could always email me tips at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert or our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification Programs. Download the brochures at fitxacademy.com.